Hey, what's up, friend? How you doing today? I'm so glad that you're joining me. This is going to be a much-needed check-in, at least for me. Uh, and I hope that you know during this conversation, you'll take time to think about what I share and uh, check in with yourself and think about maybe ways this might be effective for you because I have something interesting that I want to talk about that personally I think would be great for my younger self to hear. And I feel like these sort of topics, the ones that we we think about and we're like, man, I wish I would have known that 10 years ago. These are the things that uh, that I think many of our younger selves could have benefited from. And it's often nice to think about them, talk about them, and see how we can implement this sort of stuff into our life today. And I was talking with Julie last night about the podcast and was saying how I feel like the more things I share, the more stuff I talk about, the more I realize that this commitment I've made to record and share my thoughts and feelings, although it's a great audio journal of my history and of my thoughts, It's also a collection of lessons that I wish I would have known earlier in life. And I'm I'm hoping that by sharing these, maybe my kids or someone else may be able to relate and figure something out in their own life. You know, that's definitely one of the goals of this podcast. And today, I want to share a short writing exercise that I did 10 years ago as a freshman in college. And I want to talk about the lesson that I learned from it 10 years later. So welcome to episode 22. This one is all about insecurity. All right, man, it's great to be here today. I'm feeling a little extra grateful that I get to do this. Uh, it's been fun to uh, take a little break over the weekend, but now here I am, and I'm, I'm excited to jump into this topic. In fact, I got a text message on Sunday, a couple days ago, from my dad, who's been listening to each episode and slowly making his way through, and he, he said, uh, hey, listen, I, I think we can all agree that 37 minutes for a podcast episode of you just talking is a little bit too long. You know, maybe we could stick it, uh, stay closer to 20 minutes. And you know what? I completely agree. So I'm thinking moving forward, it's nice to keep these brief and make them more digestible for everybody. So uh, I appreciate that feedback, Dad. And it's funny to think about um, feedback and insecurity because sometimes uh, when we are feeling really insecure, we are incapable of receiving feedback, especially. Um, you know, things that could be constructive criticism that could really help us. Often our mind just turns it into this like bigger thing than it actually is. And it makes us think all of these negative thoughts and um, that I just think that they're unnecessary. You know, being insecure is is really, really hard. Um, I think that like all the things that, that make us who we are kind of get sucked out of us. and And we feel like, like a shell of who we were meant to be. And I just think that, that that's so unnecessary, but the only way that we find that out is through experience and perspective and, um, yeah, just maturing. 
And uh, as I mentioned today, I want to share a story about, uh, well, that I wrote in my freshman year of college, and it's about old age. And uh, it was from one of my favorite classes in all of my four years at William Patterson. Um, and But it was funny that it fell in the spring semester of my freshman year, because at that time, I was very insecure. Uh, I had just experienced my first uh, semester away from home um, up in North Jersey, and I was—I had gone through some stuff, meaning I had come to this realization that maybe who I thought I was isn't the case, and now I'm in a much I'm on a much bigger campus, a lot more people. I don't really know where I fit in. And I was going through a tough time in this class. Um, unfortunately, fell in, uh, yeah, in that time. So I missed out on a lot of the great things that I could have experienced in this class. Um, but it wasn't in my, in my major, it, but it was an English class and I love to write. And so I uh, was already looking forward to it. And then the professor was just this really awesome guy. So it was English 11007, Writing Effective Prose, uh, Spring 2010 with Professor Bob Rosen. And uh, he, he, would, he had this great way of having us come into class and just giving us this free time, this 10 minutes of silence, uh, just to write and be present and some days we would have a topic that we, we could choose ourselves. It's not like everyone was writing about the same thing. Um, we could just pick a topic and, and focus on that and write for 10 minutes. Or we could come in and just write anything, just brain dump onto the sheet of paper. Uh, but the thing is that we would turn these in. We would give them to him after the 10 minutes and he would read them. And uh, yeah, these he would pretty much have us journal. And I think that that is so... So cool. So one of the focused free writing exercises that I did on January 26th, 2010 was on the topic of old age. Uh, but what, what really hit me was the note that Professor Rosen put on the back of the paper. And the, the moment that I found this folder uh, for, I guess, like it was this past summer. So six months ago, five months ago. Uh, I found this folder, I, I looked at all my old journal entries, and this was like the first one that I read, and when I turned over the paper and I read his note, it hit me right in the chest, and I was like, man, wow, it's amazing to, to think about how far I've come. So I'm going to share that with you, but first I just wanted to read what I wrote. It says, the sun slowly rises over the hills of Los Angeles. I wake up early so I can sip coffee and watch the sunrise. The arthritis in my knees is getting worse, but today I feel pretty good. My wife joins me on the balcony. Although it's been 45 years of marriage, we are still best friends. Later that day, we walk down the boulevard to get lunch. We talk about how growing old is strange because it's difficult to imagine yourself retired and with grandkids until it's already happening. For me, growing old means it's time to kick my life back into gear to catch up on all the stuff I missed while I was working. Rather than calling it quits and being lazy, I keep myself active and in good shape. We spend summer days on the beach without a care in the world and plan our next trip to a destination we've always dreamed of. It's comforting to think about our children 
and feel assured that we did a good job raising them and that they'll do a great job being parents as well. So that's what I wrote down. Uh, I guess I think this class happened in the afternoon. So um, the afternoon of January 26, 2010. And I was thinking about retirement and old age. And um, yeah, I, there's a lot to take away from this. First of all, I, I don't know about LA. I mean, I like it, but definitely not a retirement location. Um, so I'd probably rethink that. And as I look back 10 years from you know, later, uh, that has changed. Um, I'd also go back and change my way of thinking about doing stuff after retirement because now, uh, I mean, Julie and I think a lot differently about our life and, uh, what work is. And, uh, I think it's, we both believe it's possible to live a life um, of freedom and kind of exit the rat race uh, before retirement so that you don't have to work 40 years and then get that sort of freedom of your schedule. But you can actually create a life where you have an income and you also have freedom of your schedule and you're not stuck to checking in and, you know, clocking in and clocking out at a, at a physical job. So that's something that we would change. But, um, yeah, the, the the big takeaway was like I mentioned this note that he that he wrote on the back of of the paper and it says Mickey, which first of all, not many of my college professors knew me as Mickey because if you didn't know, uh, my birth name is Michael. So when I went to college, all my professors would say Michael Weldy and depending on how I was feeling that day, if I was feeling really insecure, I would just say present and they would just know me as Michael for that, the remainder of the class, which wasn't a big deal in most classes if they were big kind of lectures because we weren't really interacting that much. But some of the classes were a little bit more interactive and, um, and it, yeah, I was like, I, I wouldn't be, you know insecure to, to correct them and say, hey, you know what? Actually, my nickname is Mickey. That's what I go by, Mickey. But in his class, I remember I I did feel confident and comfortable uh, that day because he was just such a nice, easygoing guy. He really prepared his classroom to be an uh, open place. So he knew me as Mickey, and that um, kind of makes it more special. So he said, Mickey, you've been doing a very good job with this. Keep at it, Bob. And I gave me a, he gave me a check plus. And then it says, P.S. I hope you'll talk more in class. You could contribute a lot to our discussion. I remember reading this a few months ago and just being reminded of the crippling insecurity that I faced during my I mean, I can't even just say my freshman year of college because it lasted long, long after that. Um, but really specifically in that semester, I had gone from being very confident in myself in high school and then the fall of my freshman year being very confused and getting lost. And then here I am in the beginning of 
I don't want to sound dramatic, but when I look back 10 years later, I really do think it was, um, it was like an identity crisis. And this was like the beginning of that. And it had caused me just to be so insecure and so crippled. And I, I felt like I just trusted the negative and toxic voice in my head more than I trusted the positive and encouraging and loving voice in my head. And it caused a great, great deal of pain. And it caused me to miss out on so much, like speaking up in class and making friends and just getting the most out of my experience. And reading that, you know, this guy, he noticed something. He recognized the fact that in all of these journal entries, which, listen, I mean, I don't know how many weeks a uh, semester is. I guess it's from January to May, right? I had this class twice a week, and every single day we came in and wrote. So he, I have all of these papers. I have tons of journal entries. And he noticed, and this was in the beginning of the semester, he noticed there was something that I was holding back, that I was feeling, and he tried to call it out. And uh, I think eventually, because I do remember a couple kids in that class, a couple of my other students, um, that I started to grow closer to, that I started to like look forward to seeing when I got there. So I think over time, that did become a place where I felt comfortable to open up and be myself, which is awesome because it's all because of Bob Rosen. He did that. Um, but yeah, it just really, really impacted me. And um, I think that you get like a, a glimpse into what I was like during this stage in the bonus episode that I posted on the podcast. It's called Please Just Be Yourself. And it's an audio recording uh, from me in 2017, in uh, a time in which I was just beginning to get out of that identity crisis. Um, so that's like seven years later. And, uh, you know, eventually I did grow out of it. And now I'm comfortable being myself and confident in who I am. And I don't you know, get all red in the face when I when the classroom looks at me and ta- and I have to talk. Um, I have self awareness, and with that, it brings control and it allows me to just be who I am. And I think that, um, you know, it's it's an interesting topic to think about because it's something that never fully goes away because we often can still experience tiny, tiny bits of it. But when we mature and are aware of it, we now have the ability to recognize it and pretty much just stomp it down and uh, you know remind ourselves who we are and what we're capable of and the the greatness that that is us. And um, yeah, uh, I, I hope that you can relate to that in some way. I wonder if you have an experience in your life in which somebody tried to call something out of you, in which somebody noticed you not living up to your potential. Um, And this is interesting for me because yesterday I actually listened to a short Instagram post from Will Smith. And he was on uh, The Breakfast Club, which is a radio show. And 
uh, he was talking about how he was too insecure earlier in his life to talk to Tupac because of uh, the love that uh, Jada Pinkett, his girlfriend at the time and now wife, um, her and Tupac had grown up together and that they loved each other, you know, and ad- adored each other. And, you know, she saw him as like the epitome of what a guy is, is supposed to be. And, and even though she felt that, she was dating Will Smith at the time. And he says, Will Smith says that he wasn't man enough at the time, at that stage of his life, to handle that relationship and to let that like little thing between them be squashed. And it was because of, he, of him being insecure. Um, and, and he missed out on this chance to, to talk to this legend um, and maybe even you know form a, a friendship with him because of the fact that he in himself couldn't handle the feelings and the thoughts that he was having around their relationship. Um, and yeah, I thought that that was a pretty cool thing because we're hearing from somebody who you would think is just like has always been like the most confident, but it's not the case. I feel like everyone, sometimes even especially celebrities and people who are in the spotlight. And it was great because the comments of this post were all just praising his transparency and honesty. And people were saying things like, you know, evolving and growing is such an amazing thing. And uh, people gravitate toward it. We, we all seek it. And it's so cool, like I said, just to see a somebody, someone at, at that level um, be able to humble themselves and say, you know what, like it had this impact on me. Um, yeah, I just, I thought that was worth sharing. And, you know, like obviously his example is a little more extreme than mine. He missed out on having a conversation and potential friendship with one of the biggest rappers of all time. Whereas, you know, I only missed out on having some really deep, honest relationships with classmates and a really cool professor. But, you know, it was still as impactful to me. It's still something now 10 years later that I can think back to and um, and just now be grateful for how far I've come and the perspective that uh, that has changed in me. And what I want to close with is, you know, if you're going through a time in your life where you're just in your head with negative thoughts, you got to address it. They're not going to go away by themselves. They're not just going to end. Um, you got to address it. And the first step to doing that is to just get honest about why you're having those thoughts. You need to take time. You have to step back. You can't just brush it off, put your head in your phone, turn on the TV, and, and just think that those things are going to solve that, those, that feeling of being lost or unconfident, um, or even worse, just the, all of the really negative sort of depressed feelings that, that people experience. Uh, so you have to get honest with yourself, get quiet, Find a time to really reflect and think through what's going on because it's it's just 
unnecessary. You don't need to feel insecure. You should feel confident in who you are and you need to figure out why you're feeling those things. And um, you need to understand that it's unnecessary to feel that and just change your perspective or maybe you need to change your behavior to get it aligned with how you want to be. I know that that was the case for me, that I needed to change the things I was doing, the ways I was thinking, in order for it to reflect the person that I was on the inside, that I am on the inside, and and to bring that true expression into the world. So that's what I want to encourage with you with is just don't miss out on addressing your insecurities because what's going to happen is you're going to miss out on meaningful moments. And um, if you need somebody to talk to, definitely reach out to me if you want or reach out to somebody in your life that you trust, that you know could uh, help just give you some, some context and some good life wisdom that will, that will get you back on track to, to be in you, to being confident, to having fun and living a meaningful life. So I love you so much. I hope you have a great day. Don't listen to that negative, toxic voice in your head. It is lying to you. The fear is lying to you. There's no reason not to be you and be comfortable in your own skin. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day. I will see you next time. Hey, one last thing. If you like this episode and are looking forward to new episodes of this series, I encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to this show. I'm no social media guru, but I think that's how more people are going to have a chance to hear it. Thanks again. Have a great day.